This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Sunday, October 8th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. How far has government moved from democratic accountability? It's a big question, and it doesn't just implicate the feds. State governments, too, have drifted away from putting elected leaders and their direct appointees in charge of writing the rules under which you and I must plan our lives. Daniel Dew of the Pacific Legal Foundation says not all hope is lost. We spoke in Chicago in August. It's weird to hear people talk about the moves of the U.S. Supreme Court of late with respect to the administrative state Mm -hmm. and to hear people on the left uh, attack the Supreme Court and view them and say, this is, you know, this is against democracy, what they're what they're doing. Like for so West Virginia VEPA would have been a prime example of that where the uh, Supreme Court essentially said that when you're dealing with major questions, that they need to be in the hands of elected people. And it's, it's very strange because the attack on the left, it, in, in some ways, are trying to view that decision as anti-democratic. And it's a weird sort of paradox because, yeah, the Supreme Court is itself not really a democratic institution, except that they vote on things. Um, it's, not a, it's not a direct product of democracy the way legislation, uh, how legislation is supposed to emerge. Right. And yet we have these big agencies that are avowedly not democratic that otherwise would be making these very big decisions. Yeah, it seems like today democracy equates with are you doing something that I like? Not not whether it's uh, actually democratic in the, you know, in the the definitional sense. How far away from uh, democratic accountability has the federal government gotten? Federal government has gotten a long way from democratic accountability. A recent re- a recent uh, study just found that for every um, Every one law that Congress passes, there are 20 regulations enacted. So it's 20 to 1 regulation versus, versus uh, actual legislation. So the bureaucrats are really running things. And we know that a lot of times those aren't even coming from the administration itself. It's coming from these mid-level career bureaucrats who are just part of the machine and have been there forever. Civil service. Civil service, absolutely. Who will retire and someday and will not be, you know, these people aren't unelected in any sense. Yeah, they're they're not elected. They're just they're just kind of there. They're they're career bureaucrats. And what we're seeing across the country, not just at the federal level, but at the state level, is that when legislators actually want to make positive reforms, it's the bureaucrats who are standing in the way and they're doing so in, in inherently anti-democratic ways. They're not coming out um, exactly against the reforms. What they're doing is, is they're just raising enough questions. Most of our states are part-time legislatures. And so they know that they don't have to actually defeat the bill. They just have to run out the clock, just raise enough questions, just make them not be able to get it across the finish line before the legislature goes out of session. I was going to ask is if, if this was 
primarily a federal versus a, a state issue, but it seems like, especially in large states that have a large regulatory apparatus, um, that uh, it, with a part-time legislature, that seems like exactly the way I would play it. Yeah, it's, it's not even just in our big state. So here, here's an example for you. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, this notion of deference where courts, instead of doing their job and interpreting rules and regulations, they just defer to the agency. The agency wins on questions of law. We were working on a piece of legislation there in, in North Dakota that just said, courts, just review these things de novo. Don't defer to one party or the other. And the agencies came out and they put a fiscal note on the bill saying that implementing this bill is going to cost $1.3 million because if we do this, we're going to have to hire attorneys who will review these regulations and make sure that they're clear and legal. Perish the thought. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that. You know, so, so those are the types of, of, of things that we're seeing these bureaucrats, they'll, they don't, they won't say we're against the bill, but they'll put a fiscal note on death by fiscal note. They they'll do information only, uh, or neutral testimony, but their testimony says all the ways that the sky will fall if the legislation's passed. And we are used to hearing about the ways in which federal agencies dodge, uh, avoid accountability, uh, subvert the will of lawmakers, um, our deference, Chevron deference uh, are the are two big ways. I guess our deference is basically dead, and Chevron deference is uh, uh, in critical care at this point. Well, well, I think I think unfortunately both are live and kicking, but we'll see what happens after the Loper Bright decision. Yeah, so uh, we're we're used to seeing federal agencies behave in this way, but I don't think it's really appreciated the degree to which state lawmakers have sort of lost the reins uh, when it comes to setting policy at the state level. Oh, absolutely. Here's, you know, we think of Texas as this bastion of liberty, but here's an example from, from Texas. So in 1993, the state legislature passed a law that each agency would review its regulations every four years. So that's been on the books for 30 years. So a legislature legislator introduced a bill that basically just said, just put your review online. And if you don't relu- it, re- review the regulation, it's void. That's all the bill did. The agency came back with a $46 million fiscal note over the next five years saying, yeah, this has been the law, but we don't actually do it. And if you want us to do it, we're going to have to hire all of these economists and all of these lawyers to review these, these things. You can't expect us to actually follow the law. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty stunning. So you know, at the state level, you, you talk to uh, state legislators. What is, you know, what is the concern for those who you know, feel disempowered by the, these processes yeah the, the concern is well so legislators don't mind spending money but they do outside of, they do mind spending it outside of the budget so the the agencies know by putting these fiscal notes on the bills that they're they're just basically killing the legislation and our legislators feel helpless because 
they feel like, you know, they're the um, leadership in their respective um, chambers won't move legislation that has a fiscal note because they're fiscally responsible and they're not looking really at the content of, of what's in the bill. And <laughs> I wonder if they could uh, pass a law that changed the nature of fiscal notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem. The problem is, like I said, the, the agencies a lot of times won't even come in and testify against a bill per se, you know, because you usually have proponent, opponent, and neutral testimony. They'll come in and they'll be neutral except for anything that passes in this legislation. The sky will fall and, you know, we'll have dirty water and children will die and, you know, all the worst things. So what is the, what, what's the, the way of dealing with that? I mean, either, other than totally understanding that groups that are empowered to regulate are going to try to regulate and groups that you delegate authority uh, even if it's not substantial authority to, are going to make use of that authority to enhance themselves. This is not revolutionary thinking. We've we've known about this for a long time. What is the practical response that ought to follow from understanding that uh, even state regulatory agencies uh, are self-interested? Yeah, I think we have to realize that we can't be okay with bureaucratic power just because maybe we like the administration who's wielding it. I also think there's there's a job in education. We need to educate our legislators that they're the constitutional policymaking body of the state. It's not the the bureaucracy, it's the legislature. And also educating the the governors that these things are going on within their own, own administrations. Their administrations are so huge that I would bet and I know for a fact that a lot of governors don't actually know the stances and the things that their agencies are saying supposedly on behalf of the governor. So, so I think it's an education, educating our, our governors, our legislators, and reminding them of their constitutional role and understanding what these runaway bureaucracies are doing. May I try to put that another way? Yeah. Uh, telling, it is important to tell governors and lawmakers about agencies that might embarrass them in a substantial way and harm their electoral prospects in the future. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it, well, it's 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 accountability, right? We need we need um, governors to understand that they're accountable for the actions of their administration, and part of that is is allowing them to be accountable or or allowing them to have more control in certain circumstances. Right, Not it's, allowing, it's an untenable situation. Right to be accountable without any of the control. Exactly, exactly. So we need to make sure, you know, a number of governors have, have issued executive orders that require all regulations to come through their office. Doug Ducey has done it. Ron DeSantis has done it. Uh, Governor Yunkin, a number of, of legislate, a number of governors have done this. And I think that's the key is making sure that they have a hold of what their agencies are actually doing. But even beyond regulation, what are they advocating for in the legislature when they go testify? Daniel Dew directs legal policy at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We spoke in Chicago in August. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening. <laughs>